This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and here are your other hosts, Cody and Kyle. Ken, welcome back. Welcome back to the land of the living. I know, you're telling me. (laughs) It's been a rough couple weeks for Ken. COVID and brain negative. Yeah. (laughs) But everything else? (laughs) We're we're, we're in medium. I'll take a medium. I'm not a... uh, I'm not a, the most healthful person in the world, but uh, migraines, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the worst. Ken had a, a bout with the migraine beast, and we finally have conquered him. Well, yeah. thank goodness. It was a long couple weeks, but we're back. We're back. We're ready to do this. And we've yeah. got uh, not not a lot going on this week, which is great for, oh for my brain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that would give you a migraine if yeah. bad if, stuff happens. If, if one more giant franchise moves, my head is going to explode. Well, speaking of explosions, the new Tom Cruise movie is being pushed back. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but but it is true though. Mission Impossible pushed back again. Yeah, incoming I mean, that, migraine. That w- it got pushed back from September of this of this year to July of next year. But that's so far in the future. I I have like no reaction to that other than like, what's Paramount going to have on the release schedule if they keep moving all their movies? Yeah, I mean at this point. It's kind of funny because the conversation always has been uh, so far this past year and a half uh, being like, oh, there's everything's being pushed back. There's so much stuff happening. But when you kind of boil it down to the different uh, studios, it's like, well, Paramount might be a bit thin all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And they put two movies in uh, March in the first week of April. Yeah. With Sonic and uh, the Lost, Lost City. City. Right. So they have two of their movies within two weeks of each other. And then they have Scream. And that's their first half of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And top, and top Gun is the second half. Yeah. And then they have Top Gun and then uh, not Mission now. So I don't know what their, yeah. what their plan is there on must, that. There must just be more and more complications they just, they behind the scenes. They must just be running so efficiently on Paramount side. They don't even need to release movies to make money. Yeah. <laughs> just so good. <laughs> yeah. How's that Paramount Plus working out? <laughs> be doing good yeah, doing amazing I guess rumble it, really cemented uh, everything it, yeah. it's keeping them at bay i guess but yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only big release change and oh, it happened okay, 10 it. minutes ago so <laughs> chalk it up as a win for this week guys yeah, yeah. we made it through it. we made it to friday after lunch before a scheduling change <laughs> that's great news no i don't mind the ones in the future i you know, because that, that like you a can year plan. Out. Yeah, yeah. That you can plan for that. You can. It doesn't affect you. It's it's the taking things that are clearly sixty days out and then putting them on streaming. Yeah, that has more of an effect. Yeah, that that's when it gets really bad. But these types, it's it's no, these types of releases are just yeah. usually normal anyway. So, and for the most part, like I like January, even though everybody's down. Uh, in the box office and post-holiday people aren't coming out as much it's just a nice time to like recover and and gear up for the next year and get a plan in place for for stuff it's just it it is a nice time although this year usually that is offset a little bit by awards buzz because we usually have oscars in february Mm -hmm. and and all that but because they push the oscars back a month and it's not, you know, then everything got pushed back. And so this early part of January where 
right now we're trying to fill in with like maybe buzzy Oscar titles that might get a nomination or has have a lot of talk going on about them. I don't have any of that right now. So now I'm looking at January and this year it is really empty of content. And yeah. Not even the art stuff is around right now to really offset anything. Cause sometimes people are like, okay, I did the big blockbuster thing at Christmas. They're, they're always a little interested in some, in some like upscale titles. Oh, sure. Yeah. Kind of think that's why like shape of water did so well that year because people were like, Oh, what's this weird, weird movie. And it was just started kind of gaining buzz and word of mouth. The right time, similar to like a green book or 1917 kind of had some upshot right before the pandemic happened where it would just held on and held on and held on. Yeah. Because (laughs) there was not a lot of other stuff. There wasn't any big, you know, commercial movies out there and, and we just don't have that this year and you don't even have any inclination of a buzz because of all the awards getting moved back. So yeah, I guess I never really thought about it that way, but I think you absolutely nailed it. So once that buzz does start happening, which should be February 8th, I believe is when nominations come out. That's yeah. when that buzz is kind of be, ha- it's going to be happening, but at the same time, but you don't really need it in February. Not really, especially with what's coming out in the first weekend of February alone. So, right. Because you've got February 4th, you've got Jackass and Moonfall. Yeah. And then on the 11th, you've got Death on the Nile. You've got week two of Jackass and week two of Moonfall. Yeah. <laughs> the well, two biggest yeah, movies yeah. of the year. And right. De- Death, so you've got Lock it in. Death on the Nile, Blacklight, uh, the Liam Neeson film. Right. And Marry Me mm-hmm. from Universal. So it's like three more titles. And then the next week, you've got Uncharted and Dog. And then you've got a little bit of a break. And then you've got the Batman starting in March. Like, you don't need any Oscar upscale stuff in that month. The Batman really. starts in March and first showing's in mid-April. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that conversation. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish that the Oscars could have taken that into consideration of of uh, after having to push back last year's award show. Uh-huh. But, and kind of made sense to do so. But this year, they probably didn't need to have it continue to be pushed back. They probably could have done just fine with having it return th- to the normal schedule that they've always done. And then we wouldn't be worried about these two weekends at the end of January where they could have, you know, theaters could have fared over well with these types of award buzzy yeah, type movies. I would have loved to have expanded stuff this week. But the other issue I'm having too this year not only do they push back awards so so the marketing window has changed on that but there wasn't really any good adult con like that upscale content it just really wasn't there a few things came out but nothing really grabbed because that audience isn't coming out either so so we're also not helped by the lack of the audience and then the marketing window moved to try to entice them back in so it's just and then our two i'm really feeling the loss of this normal booking time like this normal like upscale artsy booking stuff this stuff where general audiences are open to it i just it's all gone on so many levels this year and i've really noticed the lack of options this Mm -hmm. this week and next week for sure for for january historically you have like a new york la release on christmas day for something from the Mm -hmm. big studios and then it goes wider and wider and wider and wider yeah and then we get there but this year's wide releases i mean american underdog is held on okay Mm -hmm. from its opening 
But Journal for Jordan just went down the tubes. Oh, I feel so bad for and Journal for Jordan. They really should have released that in February. Licorice Pizza didn't add any dates. They didn't take any bookings. No, for, their big the, plan now is to is to go to it, blow it out the next like three at weeks. Valentine's Day. Nobody wants to see that movie at Valentine's Day. It's not. Yeah, and then there was uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, with, which is one of these weird ones that could win a bunch of Oscars and stuff, Black and White and yeah. Denzel. But now it's on Apple Plus. Right, so you can't. So you can't play it in theaters. You can't. You can't compete against an iPhone. No. Don't try. <laughs> well, you will not lose. on this content, and not with this audience not coming to the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's not even worth it. But you will. For you you to will bring lose in. if you're going to compete against that, or think you're going to compete against that. Well, I, I think on we have plenty of, with this content. Yeah, with that specific one. Now, when we get to like <laughs> family or big franchise stuff, that's a whole different conversation. But with this content, especially streaming. It really, it really kills it for the theater experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Swear to options. What we do we are. got on tap for this week, though? We had a couple new movies I saw on our our booking list going out places. Yeah, no, here just when we thought we had have nothing, in comes in smaller distributors with PG content. So we were looking at King's Daughter this week and Tiger Rising, and <laughs> so I'm hoping that they do really well. You know, not I'm not expecting big things from them, but. I, I hope that the rate the friendly rating really helps audiences come in for that. The friendly rating could at least be beneficial for certain locations. For I sure. I would imagine. I mean, it, yeah. it kind of varies on if your theater is very uh, family oriented, I suppose. Yeah. So it, it's possible that could help. They've, the, the King's Daughter has a few things going for it. One's Pierce Brosnan, two's the rating, but it has some names attached to it. Has some names, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tiger Rising also has Queen Latifah and Dennis Quaid, which is right. a weird pairing. But, but <laughs> Based it has off those a two, book. But it has, but it has names on it. Yeah. At least these aren't like far out of left field. We did a lot of those in 2020 Ooh, that we were really them. taking swings on. And these are, you know, these are just f- seat filler or screen fillers. Screen fillers say. for this Hopefully week. seat fillers, but mostly screen fillers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, just, we're just trying to get into February and just. <laughs> First week of February, we have two solid titles. I'm and actually like three solid titles the second week. I'm and, actually kind of excited for the Jackass movie. I yeah, was never it? a fan of that, but I'm feeling it. Just like oddly how I got really into Mortal Kombat before it came out. <laughs> oh, where I was I like, I just really, that. really want to see a bloody movie. <laughs> like, I just really want to see him beat the crap clearly, out of each other. <laughs> clearly you, and I think many other people just need a release of, yeah. <laughs> you know, of laughter this, and just shutting your brain off to watch guys get hit in the nuts. Yeah. So... <laughs> A very this base could, sense of humor right here. Yeah, but there's there's a crowd out for there. I mean, I need for that fart movie. dick jokes, and I just need <laughs> I need to simplify my life with this. Yeah, sometimes that's all people Sim- need. Simplify and... in ninety minutes at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I would never normally want ever want to watch this stuff, but for now, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I I think there's going to be so many other adults who grew up with, you know, Jackass and MTV and that sort of thing who are probably feeling the same way. They're probably are over the pandemic. They're over all the stress that's going on right now. And then when they see, you know, the comfort food that is Jackass. (laughs) You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. This is Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. (laughs) We know what this is. (laughs) I know how to eat this. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I don't. It probably won't do gangbusters, but it'll still make a hey, really if, good opening. If and Scream, if Scream can hit thirty, there's, I mean, there's got to be some excitement over there. That's at a Paramount good, That that's a good this point. This movie yeah. that has at least a, 
a sequel from this decade. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like the time span of yeah. a lack of a Jackass movie is also well, like an issue in this case. There haven't been follow-ups to Jackass, whereas there are other horror films that have pushed the genre along. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no one else is doing Jackass stunts out there. I you, guess no. I guess there you got like the um, TikTokers like Logan Paul and Jake Paul and those. Maybe, yeah, maybe like the Gen Z, whatever. Yeah, maybe that. Not in our domain. Bring it it to our house. Yeah. Sit sit and go to a boxing ring, but bring it to a movie theater. Right. (laughs) They'd be nothing without Johnny Knoxville. Right. (laughs) He walks so you can run. At least Johnny Knoxville has a bit of a story. There's some some fun there. Yeah. Hmm. Meanwhile, there's just something icky about all those other people. While meanwhile, Knoxville is like, oh, it's icky, but we're having fun with it. Right. It's supposed to be fun. We've all consented to this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're all consenting idiots here. Well, meanwhile, those other guys, uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, you don't know about them. Right. Oh. So, yeah, am I actually kind of... So, yeah, maybe I'm on board, too. What the heck? (laughs) Right. Sounds like Kyle's on board, too. (laughs) All right. I'll go see it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. What else do we have for news? Well, uh, I guess big news, but not big news kind of dropped everyone kind of made it out to be big news but uh the batman has officially announced that runtime is supposed to be two hours and 55 minutes long which actually would be the longest batman movie even longer than maybe the dark knight and dark knight rises put together at this point (laughs) i'm pretty sure we could find two batman films that are shorter than this and put them together yeah (laughs) the adam west one and one of the others i'm pretty sure we could get under under three hours you're not gonna believe it when i say this as much as i've been looking forward to this movie i don't want it to be three hours long oh my gosh i don't need that (laughs) why why do you need three hours what are they what is in this movie that is so important that you need to hit Three hours. I don't know. Like, do we really need to get in the psychology of the Batman? I told or... you guys Not they in were going to screw hour long. this up. All right, <laughs> oh, they didn't man. even make him. They didn't even make him a beefcake. Okay, that's all that minimum to get my that's attention. True. All they, they did, did not do make is, him a beefcake. Make him throw on forty pounds of muscle. I mean, they did it to Christian Bale. Yeah, he but he the, does that. He was all in the, the Machinist. <laughs> he does all of that stuff. But yeah, that's why they picked him. Yeah. Robert Pattinson like, hey, be moody for two hours and fifty-five freaking minutes. Movies. Yeah, I just don't need movies to be this long. And and I get it, like, sometimes the art speaks for a three-hour-long runtime. But but this is where I draw the line. Like, I don't want to be in the theater as a as someone who wants to see this movie. I don't want to be in there for three hours long. I mean, no two hours, Two and a half hours yeah. long, fine. But Push I still think, I but still the, think but that has been pushing it. they're not doing any world-building here. I mean, they are doing some, but you know the story. Like it's it's, still it's a, Batman. We get it's it an at origin this point. story. We have ninety five percent of it. Just get us to what's happening now. How does he fight against it? Mm-hmm. What is the outcome? That's what right. we need. Yeah, we don't. We yes, his parents died in front of him. We get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We all know the Batman story. He falls down the well and then becomes Ben Affleck. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure many other people make the argument of like Avengers Endgame was three hours long. I was like, that's a different story though. Way like different. that was building up to. There that was literally the finale. end game there of that whole ni- thing. 19 yeah. films building up to that one film. And it was like like 50 people had to be featured in it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is one Batman and then there's a Catwoman and like three villains. I'm like, they, if 
they could have cut a villain just to get that runtime down. I think sure. we would all be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. And they somehow found a, a cat woman that's less appealing than Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly your favorite cat woman. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, she was so unappealing as cat woman. And then they got this new one. It's like, oh, she's even smaller and less. <laughs> this is, this is also probably not good for like theaters, right? Oh, this is awful for yeah. theaters. Like, Okay, when are you going to start your first showtime, Cody? When do you like a showtime to start at yeah. a say, small town theater? Say uh, 6 o'clock. 6, six o'clock, o'clock is a great time. Yeah, you get kids perfect. out of school. They can get an yep. early dinner and come to the theater. Okay, so if you have one screen, you start at 6 o'clock, and you have 20 minutes previews, mm-hmm. and then a three-hour movie. What time does your next movie get to start? <laughs> 10. <laughs> because you need time to clean. Oh, so you have options of 6 or 10 Yeah. at your single-screen small town theater where the only gas station closes at 9.30. <laughs> yep. And that means, how long do you have to be at the theater if you uh, open a movie at 10 that's three hours long? Oh, my gosh, to one or two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds real You have appealing. to have somebody there for security purposes. At now, least. why can theaters not get anyone to work there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is so awful for theaters. They, they hurt themselves because you can just cannot get enough show times in the day to get those grosses up. It's just not possible with this runtime. It's just the logistics of that are a nightmare. You really essentially, and like Ken was saying in the smaller in smaller theaters, you get one prime show time. You play it at seven and that's it. it yeah. Because you, you can't play a twilight three, later. You're like play, or you're going to play it at three 30 to start Yeah, three 30 and a seven. No, you're I mean, not. you might be able to squeak in, like a four thirty and then an eight thirty, but then you're still the, there. But you're midnight. outside of the prime hours. Like four thirty is too early for people because they get off work at five, so no one's really coming to that. And then your your eight thirty is fine, but a seven would be better. You're just you're needlessly there at the theater later. For yeah. That. Plus, on a consumer level, while it's not going to matter on opening weekend. The rest of uh, the other weeks might be a bit of a different story. I mean, I don't think many audiences are wanting to go out to the theaters at like 10 p.m. <laughs> if they have no, to go to a single not, screen no. theater. I can't imagine anymore. I, I don't know if we have a breakdown of like nightly grosses, but I can't imagine our 10 o'clock grosses are anywhere near what they were. I have a lot of I have a lot of theaters not even doing nines anymore mm-hmm, because yeah. they don't want to keep staff there. Yeah, nobody's really coming, and in a lot of our locations, it's winter. And nobody wants to go out after dark for that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why. In fact, a lot of our theaters are pulling back weekday hours. So they're not even open on some days of the week. And so you're not even getting the same amount of show times as before. You're just, you're limiting the, the opportunity to make money on each of these. You're just not utilizing the screen or the theater efficiently. Yeah. With a three-hour movie. Now, if it's totally something like Lord of the Rings, where everybody completely understands that there's so much content, there was so much story there that it probably could have been six hours with the amount of actual story, and people would have loved that. (laughs) It was. It's the extended cuts. Literally the first time you're seeing this on screen. Right. You have to literally build the world from From pages of a book. Yeah. That makes makes perfect sense. sense. But this, mm -mm. this could have easily been two movies cut in half. (laughs) Sure, you could have done it that way. Release one in the first half of the year and the next one in the second half of the year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... Maybe make it more episodic. So shorter movies multiple times in the year. I mean, there's something. People like television for that reason right now. I mean, it's bingeable, but it still feels episodic. Yeah. 
something so, something anything other than a three-hour movie a three-hour chunk of time that does nothing for scheduling oh my gosh <laughs> yeah I, I don't like this on an industry level it actually has someone watching this i just i don't want to watch it for three hours i'm sure in the moment i'm gonna love it every second of it but coming out i'll be like three hours long <laughs> yeah i have things to do <laughs> i mean if you're gonna do that have an intermission just build in an intermission Ooh. About at a halfway, yeah, like like they should have edited in an intermission so people could go to the concession stand, go to the bathroom, come back, then make it four hours and make it. But I think that would hurt, you know, a theater in the process, right? No, that would be fine for the theater because then people have come out and then they've hit the concession stand again. I I guess on that point, that's true. Then you could have the it's like having two movies. It's the chunk of block of time of having two movies. One reason why you want multiple show times is that people come, they hit the concession stand, they watch the movie, they leave, the next group comes. Well, if you can condense that and that's just one movie, but you get the same behavior of the intermission, I'd be fine. You got to have it one way or the other. You got to have a short movie to get multiple show times, or you got to have one long movie within an intermission. And that would be kind of a fun experience, I think, for did, people. Did I, have I told the intermission yeah. story on here before? I don't, I don't think know. so. Okay. So one of the theaters I work with, he, uh, the person who owns it now, bought it from a previous owner. A previous owner, the, <laughs> before the second to last reel, would always put in an intermission. All right? So no matter what film was on, he put an intermission on so people could go hit the lobby. Back when Did, it was 35 yeah. and you, you spliced together yeah, the so reels. so he put in a 10-minute intermission. He would make his own. And put it in. Didn't matter what was happening on screen, whether they were, uh, they were in a love scene an action scene, the time the timer on the bomb was ticking down, tick, 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 <laughs> intermission would come up every time. And you knew whether or not this was a <laughs> this you knew this was a bad idea because every time that movie played at the intermission, the crowd would come out screaming at the concession <laughs> stand. <laughs> screaming at them like, What have you done? <laughs> they were just about to. It's like, we know, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I said that they should have edited intermission so oh, of that course. you take that out. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. No, the other idea doesn't make any sense, but it's a really great story now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what a concept to have modern audiences who have never experienced intermissions. No. And I think would really enjoy them, especially if you are if you're lo- have a theater with a lobby people can congregate in. And you have more upscale concessions, maybe even drinks or coffees. You people can come seating, out. You can come back to your seat. Yeah, you you don't have to worry about people nicking your chair while you're gone. I mean, it it just seems like that would be an amazing experience, and it feels like a true a true night out when you do something like that. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm liking that idea. That's I'm liking it. Down yeah. with down All with right. episodes. More intermissions. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> Yeah. Which brings us to our intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah. There might be a pause. <laughs> We're going to keep recording. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. But yeah, three hours long. Come on. Oh, there's nothing in the how, Batman. How that much we emoting need to can have one that. guy do on screen? Well, is, he I should've... did have that. I, I did have Guys. that thought. So you're clearly influenced. Oh, it's on us for not seeing that that film had Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano. Like, No, I saw it. It was going to be bad. It's no, going to be great. There's going to be and it's going to be too long. two guys moody looking at each other now. Yeah. And it'll I, be awesome. Yeah. 
with a moody cat woman yeah. in there go trying ahead. to break the mood go, tension. Yeah, go Love ahead and it. rewind and watch. Oh my God. Are these guys, are these guys in love with, you, with each other or upset with each other? That's what I'm going to be thinking the whole time. <laughs> so annoying. He can't even get a good Batmobile. This whole thing is just so annoying. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to love it, but three hours too long, man. Every Batman it's is just... like the worst, uh, worst Batman Maybe. version. Like they keep it just going... keeps going downhill <laughs> yeah. for you. I just... He, it was always going to be downhill, Kyle, after if it wasn't Ben Affleck. No, but Fair. it's... Fair. Yeah. But I mean, for him. Adam West, Michael Keaton. Up client. George Upcline. Clooney. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it just goes down, 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 down. It's... So Adam West is the peak. Of course. <laughs> Not every time the you punch somebody, it said "bam" on the cake. <laughs> he he was a beefcake for 1970. That's well, before they invented exercise. All right, you got me there. <laughs> I can't deny that one. Adam West was the Jason Momoa of 1974. <laughs> all right, do we have any other topics? Yeah, let's keep going to the next thing. What do we got? Um, speaking of streaming, it made it in the news this last week that Netflix missed some of their subscriber targets for the last quarter, and it sent its stock down. And yeah. it, they didn't miss it by very much. It was like they were four million. Yeah, it was like two hundred thousand <laughs> subscribers. They missed it. Yeah. And <laughs> after after gaining millions, mm-hmm. what's two hundred thousand? So but, Cody, looking at the numbers of yeah. subscribers based on the eight dollar minimum subscriber rate. Instead of making $69 million per month in yeah. subscriptions, they only made $66.5 million per month in subscriptions. <gasps> Shareholders are outraged. <laughs> As they should. So, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, can't even, God. I can't even comprehend that kind of money, that kind of no. balance sheet. Yeah. I know you, those of you out there listening to podcasts are very successful, so right. you <laughs> probably have a similar balance sheet to Netflix, but... Uh, they over all here, understand over here on this side of the microphone. That <laughs> yeah. looks a little, uh, a little crazy to even consider. I just think that at some point, how can you have subscriber targets? Like you're gonna saturate the market. It it's, stops at some point, yeah, or flattens out at some There's point. There's only so many people yeah. out there, and so many markets you're in. Mm-hmm. I and there's now competition. So with uh, so many other streamers. I, I just, I think it's silly and, and they're just saturating, especially the U S market like crazy. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's Disney's big problem is they've super saturated the U S market. Yeah. But you yeah. know what Netflix doesn't have that a lot of these others have and are getting into is live events and live sports mostly. Yeah. And this is the time of year. I mean, we're NFL playoff time. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not grossing at your theater on Sundays. No, nope. there's a reason. There's a reason why a lot of theaters are are closed. (laughs) No, so I think what you're going to see more and more is that people are going to content shop. They're going to realize what platform has what they want to see on it. It used to be it was just like kind of Netflix Prime and Hulu. Like you could get away with three and the the big one was Netflix. Netflix had everything on it. But that's they've since lost some things and it's all fragmenting. So all you as a consumer, you're going to add Paramount Plus when they have something new that you want to see and then you're going to get rid of it. And then you're going to add Disney Plus when the 
you know, when they've added a, not, a new series there and you're going to get rid of it. And you're just going to see After this. After last week, you're never adding Disney Plus. Because <laughs> <laughs> of uh, turning red. Turning changing. Red. You're never adding Disney Plus, Cody. Get that out of your mind. <laughs> Don't even a... speak of that name. <laughs> and so you're just, I think you're going to ha- see this where there's going to be good quarters for some of these streamers and bad quarters. And it just, it will be very, in the end, at the end of the day, this is what theaters have to contend with. It's all content driven. Nobody's liking the platform because it's just so awesome to be on. They like it because there's... Wow, Paramount. Yeah. Paramount everything. <laughs> I'm just such a Paramount fan. Universal <laughs> movies all on one place. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. So it's all content driven and it's all what is the latest, greatest right now. And... As that stuff comes and goes, you're going to see subscribers come and go. Yeah. I mean, especially when streaming services lately have been having to announce, like, what shows or what types of movies are coming and going from their platforms. Like, just recently, HBO announced that they're taking off some of their Batman movies for whatever reason. I don't know. But I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that aren't happy about that. And so they might see a decline because of that. Now, maybe once the Batman releases and they probably put those movies back on. new Batman is taking up so much server space. <laughs> well, <laughs> so remember, the they new... Have to take off yeah. 100, 100 old Batman movies to get this new one on. By the time the 45-day window is done, that's when yeah. it's uploaded. It's finally, to... yeah, it's finally been downloaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so just to clarify, Batman does have that 45-day window that Kyle's yes. talking about. So it is the theater exclusive. Thank you, finally, mm-hmm. each um, Warner Brothers. It is... Theater exclusive for 45 days. Woohoo! It's yes. going to take 45 days to get enough people to watch it. <laughs> or to see the whole one thing. one show time but, yeah. at a time. <laughs> but no, that, that, that little tidbit is also great news. Yeah. So. And we got the other WB news from this week. Yeah, Kyle, what's going on? What else is Warner Brothers doing? Well, I guess uh, Warner Bros. and Apple made a deal to um, let Apple make Godzilla TV shows. Or I guess... They're calling it the MonsterVerse TV show, which is basically all the movies from 2014's Godzilla to the Godzilla vs. Kong movie we had now. They're all in one shared universe, so naturally you should make a TV show about that somehow. (laughs) And, you know, that's not really, like, the main news I wanted to go over. I'm just more concerned that will WB even consider selling, like, the movie rights to Apple? Or is this just them letting them have the TV rights while they keep the movies? I mean, they have HBO Max, so why would they ever let Apple do this? Like, that's that's what I'm... I'm not saying that the concept of having supplementary content for the films isn't a great idea. That's basically what Disney's doing with, with Lucasfilm and... And uh, Marvel now. They have supplementary TV shows to go along with the films. Right. That makes perfect sense to do. It expands your universe. But why did Warner Brothers have Apple do? Like, were they. It was legend. It might have been legendary via Warner Brothers. Oh. Because legendary owns the monsters. Yeah. And they were kind of having a battle with Godzilla versus Khan about um, the streaming. The streaming rights from last year. I don't know, but it's. Because Apple cannot have as much streaming as HBO Max right now. They're just, the, the num- reach. Like subscribers? Yeah. No, probably not. So even if you were legendary, why would you go with a- uh, other than the price? Uh, yeah. Apple I, uh, paid that's exactly bazillion like, Cody, dollars. What are you, you answered about? your okay. own question. What, are you you answered what am I talking about? I was waiting for I, one of us to. I, Light bulb. I do not like streaming services. 
I love this idea. <laughs> if, if, as long as they don't include Vera Parmigiana in it again as the worst character in the history of movies, then I am fine with this. Vera Farmiga, for those who can't yeah. decipher. Triple stamp, double stamp. Please play it in theaters first, but this is a great idea. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not really much to go over with this topic, but I just... I'm fine with it being Apple because nobody's going to watch it on that, so... Yeah, that's part of my thing, too, and I don't even know... with if... Apple? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm sorry. Just... This is... It's Friday. Okay, I had a it's, long it's, week. It's a My Friday. partner in yeah. crime was out of commission. I had I was captain of the whole ship. Pick I'm tired. The, pick up the slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. but keep making movies, Winter Bros. We're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Give us 45 days. We'll show you. I what like we can do. the 45-day window. That is more than we can ever expect for something. It's better than what Universal's given us with 17. So. And you can have a hundred million dollar movie on your streaming service 45 days out. Yeah. And watch your subscriptions explode. Perfect. Because I want to show it to people that didn't go to the theater to see it. I want to see right. it again. Which they should have gone to begin with. Shame yeah. on those people. Yeah, shame on everybody <laughs> that has to make these decisions. Universal with their 17-day window. Ugh. Seeing Sing 2 pop up on... We saw it a, a decline in the grosses once yeah. Sing 2 went no. on. Yeah. It, not, as su- not as substantial as it could have been, but... We've but seen... it's still there. It's still there. Just give, give us 30 days. 30 days would have been perfect. It would have got us through January, and then we would have had a decline, and that's okay. By then, you expect it. Yeah, and we're never going to see the on-demand numbers that they're making. No, never. I don't even know if that's how you give the term for it. On-demand numbers? I don't know. The premium rental numbers. And then somebody did it for Journal for Jordan, but nobody heard. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody heard that that smallest violin in the world. Crickets. We're here, too. (laughs) All right. You going to sign us out, Kyle? Yeah, that's all that we had for today's show. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms, and you can also like and subscribe to our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast. Go Pierce Brosnan and Dennis Quaid. Welcome back to 1994, everybody. The heroes we (laughs) thought would never come back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a time to be alive. (laughs) Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.